racism has destroyed the left. The older generation was brought up understanding sticks and stones break bones, but names do no real harm. It is a lesson that younger generations fail to learn. Worse, many young Democrats do not understand the argument. Providing trigger warnings in safe places only make them less able to handle reality. Hard muscle is the result of hard work and exercise. Thick skin comes from exposure to Twitter's mean tweets. Conservatives are created by being exposed to cancel culture. When one has been kicked out from the liberal class there is nowhere to go but where one goes when freed of a fear of other people's opinions. Being outed for racism because of an opinion made as a teen closes the door on ever being a Democrat or liberal influencer. Being maligned for having a personal opinion leaves us with severe emotional trauma or the realization names only hurt if you allow them to hurt. It is impossible to keep calling people out for racist memes without causing a good portion of them accepting the label. Once you have convinced another person they are an incorrigible racist, you can no longer control them. Kids become gangsters to escape the sense of failure that emanates from critical parents. Racists are born and bred by the standards of the left. If the left has made it impossible for the white race not to be racist, then who can we identify with but racists? The left may as well label us Christian conservatives. The term racist and Christian has been made interchangeable. The left gives Christians the choice of abandoning our conservative values or embracing racism, at least the left's version of racism. This alignment might seem a win for the left, but unfortunately it alienates moderate conservatives. At some point Christians realize the enemy of my enemy is my friend. If all Christian conservatives are racists, then racists are allies. When even black conservatives are considered white racists because they are conservative, white and racism become political terms. White liberals become black because they are on the political left and black conservatives become white racists because of their political allegiance with the right. In other words, political division has become racialized. The conservative is considered a racist white supremacist by the left, regardless of the melanin in his skin. If being a conservative is being racist and being black is being white, if the black person is a conservative then conservatism is racism and the only options are to embrace liberalism or racism, regardless of if one is black or white. This creates a common identity between conservative blacks and white supremacists. When racism becomes a political position, it no longer signifies a hatred of people based on skin color. The hate becomes linked to ideology. Indeed, if the claim is made that all whites are white supremacists, their culture is based solely on racism and racism is ingrained in a lack of melanin, anti-racism becomes the new racism. People begin to reject the liberal anti-racist narrative because of its overtly racist elements. When conservatives and liberals were united against a racism based on actions, it was possible to marginalize the actions. But when racism is linked to political ideas and thoughts, racism becomes such an amorphous quality that it quickly becomes whatever the aggrieved wish it to be. And it soon becomes a marketing tool. 
What better way to sell a book or raise money or gain a following than point out the pernicious racism of one's opponents? While the left has normalized the habit of linking those on the right with racism, they have created a situation where it becomes necessary for a conservative to embrace racism to avoid being confused with the left. If it requires a person to be liberal to not be racist, then the act of disavowing liberalism is tantamount to embracing racism, regardless of one's skin color. The equation cannot be denied as bizarre as it is. To accuse someone of racism is to accuse them of being conservative. Even when they actually are a racist, to accuse them of racism is to link them with conservatism. How is a conservative to align himself with a liberal against racism when in the eyes of the liberal he is a racist? How can the conservative condemn a bigot for his racism when to do so appears to make him a liberal? When a person cannot defend themselves from rioters because he is white and the white rioters are protesting police actions against blacks, conservatives soon realize the reality of the past no longer exists. When it comes down to a choice of defending one's life as a racist or giving up the right to self-defense because on is a conservative, conservatives accept the fact liberals will always see conservative behavior as racist. The cost of removing the racist label has become too high for the average conservative. When liberals make it is impossible for a Christian to be liberal and it requires a person to be liberal to be free of racism, liberals make it impossible for conservatives to join them in fighting racism. There is a distinct and clear division between liberal and conservative, and it is not defined by melanin content. The level of liberalism varies from liberal to liberal, but the label is still valid if the feature that defines a liberal exists. Liberals believe that all value and things of value are owned to some degree by the community. All liberals believe the world exists as a commons and all that is produced from the natural resources of the planet, by man, is owned to some degree, by all persons. The distinction between liberal and conservative is how we view ownership. Liberals embrace public ownership and conservatives, depending on how radical they are, embrace the sovereign ownership of wealth by the creator, that is, the person who authored the equity produced. The simple understanding between the two ideologies is that liberals support public ownership and conservatives are supporters of private ownership. Anyone who thinks that what I produce is open to expropriation by the community or its political representatives is a liberal. Ownership is absolute and sovereign and without qualification. Modern conservatism amalgamates with liberalism to form both capitalism and socialism. The difference is in the degree of regulation. Capitalism as it exists now does not permit private unregulated property ownership. Capitalism is a bastardized view of what conservatism is. Just like that you are now able to understand the link between conservatism and racism. If conservatives believe in radical privatization and liberals' public ownership, by claiming conservatism is racism liberals have linked private ownership with a hatred of other peoples, opening the door to the claims of the state on the property of their citizens. To oppose the state's claims is to mark oneself as a racist. But that is the purpose of racism, to serve as the thin edge of the wedge for socialism. 
If you oppose the expropriations of the state and the claims of the state to your assets you are a racist. If you are protecting your property against the claims of minorities or even your life, you are a racist. You are either an ally of the far left and a supporter of its equity and repartitions claims or a racist. Because it is conservatives who are more often than not older white men that possess the most assets, all efforts at resisting the expropriations of both state and demonstrators are deemed racial in origin. But people are willing to give up only so much before they resist, and the left can only divide conservatives along racial lines only for so long before they realize the radicals of the left will come for them sooner or later. People will realize racism is just an accusation used to justify seizure of all liquid and transportable wealth. It will backfire because racism without aiding in seizure of assets is pointless and accusations of racism coupled with seizure will force those with wealth to react against both the claim and the seizures.